Stand by. Three, two, one. When we think about job perks, it's typically a bonus check, maybe extra vacation days, or if you're a budding journalist on a tight salary, getting sent to a story where you can get a free meal. Listen, I'm just being honest. But what about the job perks your boss can't write into your contract? Like the person you interviewed whose story made you pause and reflect. Or that one time you had six live shots in two hours and learned what you were really made of. During the fast-paced news day of interviews, shooting B-roll, and turning packages, the biggest job perks are the life lessons you get while on a deadline. Hi guys, welcome to episode five of Lessons on a Deadline. My name is Brandi Hildreth. I am the podcast creator, and I am so excited about episode five because it kicks off so many things for the podcast. One, you can now follow us on Instagram at Lessons on a Deadline. So if you have followed us from the very beginning, which isn't that long ago because this is just the fifth episode, you know that typically I am sharing stories about things that I have learned on the job. And while I still have gems that I would like to share about things that I have experienced and people who I've met, I wanted to include other voices in uh, on the podcast. So Morgan Young is here with us today and I'm so excited to have her on the show. You are an anchor reporter in Montgomery. You have been working in Montgomery for three years, but before that, you didn't start there. So talk about your experience. So before I came to Montgomery, I was a student in the Missouri School of Journalism, and anyone who's been through that program or knows about it knows that we have to work at the NBC station in Columbia. So I worked um, as a reporter and anchor in Columbia, Missouri at the NBC station, and I also had a local internship at the ABC station in West Palm Beach, Florida, WPDF. So I've been in a couple newsrooms. A couple you've, been, newsrooms. you've been in the game for quite... <laughs> For, for, I guess, longer than a hot second. Like two hot seconds. Two hot seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you follow Morgan, and we'll, we'll have you give your social media, but if you already follow Morgan on social media, you know that she is super positive. And yeah, you That's are. Right. And so obviously you've been reporting in Montgomery longer than I have. And so I wanted to talk to you about some of the things that you have experienced. And I wanted to hear about that, but then also get your perspective on it. Because I know that you would just be dropping gems left and right. About <laughs> I can try. <laughs> yeah, you I would just try. drop gems <laughs> left and right about things that you have experienced. And so we kind of talked about some things before that we wanted to discuss. And one of the topics that you brought up that kind of struck me was keeping it about serving people and then not letting your ego get in the way of that. And I don't know if this has happened to you before. People have come up to me and have said, you know, why, not why, but how long do you want to stay in news? Or how long do you want to be in front of the TV? Or how, do, how long do you want to be in front of the camera? And that's a valid question, but often I have to kind of rework people's perspective of what we do. Not so much that I'm in front of the camera, but it's about serving people. So mm -hmm. kind of speak to that for you. So I have said this more times than I can count, but my least favorite part of my job is being on TV, to mm -hmm. be honest with you. Um, something that I'm really grateful for that I got in my education was the, just the constant reminder that at the end of the day, everything we do is about other people. Everything. Like if we have a story, it's because someone is willing to talk to us. If we don't have a story where it falls through, it's because someone does Decided they don't want to talk to us. I mean, essentially, when you're telling a really impactful story, there's a good chance that you are talking to someone on either the best day of their life or the worst day of their life. And either way, they have been gracious and brave enough to let you come with a camera and a microphone to be in front of them. And I think something that I've never taken for granted, and I'm grateful to not taking it for granted in my education, was that this is a service. You know, everything we do is a service. And yeah, we talk about viewers when it comes to ratings and all of that, but 
when we're creating something, it's for people who are sitting at home. We're telling a story. We're telling someone else's story. And, you know, I think all journalism is for that purpose. Well, most journalism is for that purpose. It should be. But I think when you get to television, there's a lip, there is definitely the potential for ego because we're on TV and we've got all this makeup and all this hair and these lashes. And you've got people who like to watch you and people who follow you on social media. And there are people who shy away from it. There are people who love it. I think a majority of the people in our business really like it and that's fine. But I think that it is so important to not get so caught up in that and I think we've all had moments where we might have gotten caught up in it you know I think I've had days where I'm more concerned you know I have to catch myself like I'm worried about my makeup and I'm like no 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 no. this you're telling a story today that's going to make a difference to people and you know yes you need to look fine but that's not that's not the big the big picture if that makes sense and I think um I tell my mentees all the time to keep it about people to keep it about people. And I think that's when you do your best work. I think that's when you tell the best stories. And I think that's when you are able to connect with people. I think everyone can tell when you're being genuine and when you're not, and when you're talking to them because you care and when you're talking to them because you want to do something for you. So um, I definitely, I'm still a firm believer that what we're doing is a service. I think we have the coolest job in the world, but we're the fourth branch of government. Like we're giving a voice to people who don't have one. And I think if you, for me in my life, when I keep it about that and I remind myself of that, I don't have a bad day. I love everything that you just said. And I think one of the things when people ask me about what I do or why I do what I do, I feel like we're kind of like the liaison. We're the in-between between the community and telling their stories and presenting it to other people to kind of give, like you said, a voice to uh, people who don't necessarily have a platform to sell, to tell their stories. And I think with that, and you started talking about that, it's not about the likes on social media and the way that social media has kind of blossomed. It's not about the likes. It's not about the retweets. It's not about the selfies or how many followers you have. It's about how you're telling the story because it's not about you. Absolutely. And with that, with the likes and the retweets and people, oh my gosh, I just saw you on TV. And as cool as that is, sometimes it can inflate people's egos and you'll see that you you, (laughs) there what this business is so crazy on so many levels so much good crazy but there are some personalities (laughs) some personalities and sometimes you are the personality you know if you're honest and you know you ever I don't think there's anybody who works in television who when you think of someone who's got a big ego they they don't think of somebody you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and you might be that person and you might have had little diva moments with yourself in the mirror and been like come on girl get it together stop stop it get yourself together I've had those days um you know I just think anytime you are putting someone on TV and they're sitting next to each other, there's going to be the space for it. Um, But I think, and I tell my mentees this all the time, if you can take the ego out of it, take the dramatic out of it, I think you'll be a better journalist that way if you don't think about it. And it's easy. It's it's such a thin line. It's so easy to do. It's so easy to be inflated. But I think it's really important to not do that because at the end of the day, everybody's not going to love you every Mm -hmm. single day. People are going to think you're wonderful until you do a story about the fact that they committed fraud. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, if you, I've been, you know, whatever you live by is what you can die by too. So if you sit there and you're someone who... I, my work is determined by who applauds me and who gives me comments and who gives me likes. Well, you do a story that they don't like, they don't like you anymore. Right. And your story can be valid and your story can be good, but if you don't have the applause, like you have to be able to live without the applause. Right. And I think the way that you do that is to make sure that you are always looking at it with a servant's heart because if it's based on reaction, my mom had to say this to me because one time I did a story that I had worked on so long and I was so proud of it and I did it and I was waiting I was just waiting there for comments I was like somebody tweet me and tell me it was good and I didn't get it and I know this is 
good. I was yeah. bawling, crying, and called my mom, and she was so confused. She was like, I think it was a great story. It was a hard story, but it was a good story. And it was almost like, well, who did you do the story for? Did exactly. you do it for you, or did you do exactly. it for them? Exactly. And she said, I, and something she said to me is, if you are doing good work, I don't think you should be so concerned with how people are going to respond to it. We know when we've yeah. done something great. We yeah. know when we've done something, that's trash. <laughs> we know, those days that's happen. Right. <laughs> but you can't base it on who's clapping for you, who's telling you that you look cute, and who's telling you that your lashes look good when you're doing yeah. a story about something huge. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, you know, keep it about service. You have to. Because if it's about anything else, it's it's going to be like this. And we don't have time to be for having that. emotional breakdowns about Every single day. Instagram likes. <laughs> right. It just doesn't work. I think the biggest thing to just to take away from that point is, it's not about you. Mm-mm. It is not about it is you. Not. But you brought up this point about um, being a servant. And so that ego piece and then uh, leading with faith. And so I know faith is really important to you. It's, it's woven into who you are as a person. And one, can you really be a true servant if you have this big ego about what you're doing? Do you think that you can even do that? I don't think so. And I think it's a constant battle because, you know, you want to be confident. But when, I mean, what is your confidence in? And then, you know, you want to do good work, but then what is that about? And, you know, faith, this has been a big struggle of mine because if you're if you're from the South, and even if you're not, if you grew up in church, the way that I think, and I'm a Christian, that Christianity is painted and what it looks like to be a servant doesn't look like TV news. Yeah. It looks like going to another country and living in a hut and like and, and that's wonderful like if that's what you want to do but I just don't think that's what I was called to do and I have I have struggled so much with thinking how can I be used by God in an industry that is so worldly you know at church they bring up the news with a yeah. negative connotation you know yeah. you know the news says this but God says this and putting them on opposite sides and I have struggled with that. I have struggled with, you know, I am doing stories that are, are sometimes talking about negative things. Yeah. And I am in someone's face with a camera when something negative happens or, you know, and I have prayed on that. I have prayed on that. And it came to me months ago and I wrote a blog post about it because it was really important to me. Just a very clear message of you. This industry is the industry that is giving information to people to make decisions about their lives what more does it need than God? You know, right. of course, you know, so I think I know so many people in this business who are Christians. I know so many people in this business who have, are of other faiths or who are serving God with what they're doing. And I think it can be really difficult. I saw, um, Devin Franklin, uh, Megan mm, Good's yeah, husband. Uh-huh. I, I don't know if it's Devin or Devon. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Double check that. <laughs> he did um, a, a, a video the other day talking about how he wanted to be a Hollywood producer, but felt like he had been told that that's not a godly thing to do. Gotcha. And he said, you think the power of God stops at the gates of Hollywood? Mm-hmm. That because you're doing something that's media related or something that is not so like directly related to the ministry that it can't be godly? I think that's wrong. And I think, you know, there's never been a time more when we need... Christian journalists doing this work who are praying over their communities, who are praying over the people. I pray for our viewers all the time. I pray for the people that I'm interviewing all the time. And I think there are a lot of us who are doing it. I go to church with so many people that work in our newsroom. And I think, you know, I don't think people always recognize that. I don't think Mm -hmm. people realize that. But your faith has to be there because it's tough. We talk about tough things. Do you feel like it's a... Some people say, okay, I have to balance my faith, but is it really, this is just who I am. This is who I am as a Christian, as a journalist. This is just how I operate. It's not balancing. It's just me operating in this, in this sense. 
I agree with you. I don't I don't think it's a matter of balance because to be honest with you, to, to say that you're balancing means that there's one part on one side and one part in another. I don't want a side where God's not present. Gotcha. I don't want a side where I don't want any part of anything that I do that God's not involved in. And if I do have a part that I operate with, and I'm sure that I do because I'm not perfect and I need to improve, I kind of want to get rid of it, to be honest. So yeah, listen, I don't, I'm not trying to balance. <laughs> I just need him all, of, all right. over it. <laughs> like, I can't. And we talked about, I mean, as a Christian, you pray, you pray for the big things and the little things. Right. You pray like, I pray that this person will call me back so that I have this interview set up by two o'clock. And that, you know, that seems like a little thing. But talk about where faith has, has played out for you on a day-to-day basis as a journalist. Well, I have a joke with our assistant news director. I, I, I say, when I come come and I don't have a story idea, I tell them, I've made my, I've said my breaking news prayer and it's like, dear Lord, please set, please set some breaking news that no one's injured and no one's hurt and no one's upset, but just very impactful, right. Lord, please, thank you. <laughs> it's only worked once. Right. But that's I don't want anybody to be like, Nobody needs to die, there needs to be no injuries. Yes, I was like, I would like just no one cries, just, right. just something, you know, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think what I'll say about that is, when I go through dry dry spells, and I think anyone, if they're being honest, will have, say they have dry spells in their faith, where I'm not waking up and going straight to scripture or going to prayer or waking up and just saying thank you, I feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel that in my spirit. I feel it in my work day. I get more agitated. You know, there are annoying people everywhere. And there are just, <laughs> and there are just some days where you can deal with them better than others. And right. I have noticed that when I do not start my day in prayer... I don't deal with them that well. So, um, you know, it's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. We, our job is difficult. Like we Mm -hmm. deal with difficult people. We deal with difficult circumstances. It's hot in Alabama. Okay. And you're lugging around this equipment and your edges are all curly and and you know, people don't want to talk to you. It's a lot. It's a lot. And your shoes are getting messed up and you paid money for them and you know, so it's a lot going on. And so you have to have the faith from that angle. But also, you know, these are people's lives Mm -hmm. and you do the best that you can. I would venture to say that when you're wrong about something, it's not because you were intentionally wrong. It's a mistake. So you pray about those things too. And you want to make sure that you are doing your due diligence and you want to, I pray for wisdom. I pray for creativity. I pray for discernment, you know, like, and and when I pray for those things, if I'm interviewing someone, I feel unsettled. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, and I think just understanding the magnitude of what you're doing and just get putting it in God's hands and asking him to use you. Like, please use me to tell a story that's going to make a difference. Use me in this place. There's no place he can't use you. And I think, you know, that's crucial. It's crucial. I think all of that was super real. I think I can't wait to go back and listen to the episode and like write down down some gems. Because I feel like you have to write things down and post it so that it is always present. Um, So thank you. I'm I'm definitely going to go back and write some of these things down. Um, And to the next point, with continuing with uh, faith. Faith requires a level of trust and with, and this is not just for journalists. This is for anyone who is trying to get to that next uh, job or that next step or the next level of who I am as a person. It requires a level of trust, a trust in the process and then a trust in, in yourself. So talk about what that has been like for you, trusting the process because this, yes, this applies to every other job, but with news, you know, it is. It's a roller coaster. Girl. It is. It's, <laughs> it yes. is a process. Yeah. So talk about what that's been like for you. I think the biggest, you know, leap of trust. My first one was coming to Montgomery. You know. Um, and then you are originally from Houston, Texas. Right. So um, I didn't know anyone here, and I. You know, I was blessed to have options coming out of college of places to go. And I've been honest that I've said this. When I did my interview in Montgomery, I was pretty confident that I wasn't going to come here. Um, but, you know, we have a really kind news director. He had booked the flight. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to cancel on him. Right. And if I'm going to go and they're spending the money, I'm going to be open to it. I'm going to go. 
Um, but it was the only place that I really just had no connection to. And mm-hmm. I just didn't really. Um, but when I came here at first, I was very skeptical. And I realized, you know, I, st- I spent two days here. The first night I went back to the hotel and I just hit my heart. I was like, you are making this so much about your plans and what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And you've been told multiple times that's not how to do it. So I prayed. I said, all right, Lord, wherever, wherever. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I'm listening now. (laughs) The next day, you know, going through the interviews, talking to some of my now coworkers, it became very clear to me that this is where I was supposed to be. I didn't understand it. My mother did not understand it. My friends were like, where? And I'll tell you, I have never regretted that decision. Mm -hmm. On my worst day of work, I have never been like, man, I wish I had gone to do up. No. You know, I'm happy to be here. And that, I'm grateful for that because I have friends where that's not the case. And, um, you know, trusting the process coming into a newsroom, you know, WSFA is a legacy station in Montgomery. They have been here. They are dominant. People watch them. And, you know, coming into a legacy that you did nothing to help create, you know, can't take any credit for it, but it's a blessing. But there's that level of pressure like, okay, I don't want to mess this yeah, up. Like, people trust the station because they've done such great work. Don't mess it up. You know, that and working. My fault. Yes, beside people who have been in this business longer than I've been alive. Right. Like, oh talk my about gosh. pressure. Yes. And they're fantastic. Like, you know, you have to trust the process. You have to trust that God, you know, does not make mistakes Mm -hmm. and he's never failed at being God and there's nothing I can do to mess that up and he doesn't need my help frankly so (laughs) and my anxiety (laughs) is not going to help and my you know complaining is not going to help just be there be quiet do the work and keep it moving like so that's been that's been a huge thing trusting in the fact that you know you have everything you need to get it done give it to him and do your best right and um that's never failed me it has not failed me. You know, even when I came in here for the first year, I worked a shift from 11 to 8. Um, I'll tell you, I think a lot of reporters like this, I love breaking news. That's mm-hmm. my strong suit. Breaking news live is my thing. When I came here, I was working 11 to 8. I was 21 years old and I was not covering breaking news. I was like, <laughs> here's how you don't blow up your washing machine in the summer. Like, that's about, those are my stories. And every day, and I was MMJing and I was like, no. <laughs> I, you know, I, I did come in being able to anchor, which was wonderful. Um, I was, but I was doing a Sunday morning show from mm-hmm. 9 to 9.30 that I was having to time myself because there was no producer and I was just you know for the first four months I was really excited about that because I didn't have a job before and then after a while I was like this is not as exciting and I wanted to cover breaking news I wanted to be live I wanted to anchor more and I just felt so tired you know Mm -hmm. I wanted to do more I wanted to do more and I tell you I started crying one night and I just prayed I was like Lord please like I know I can do more than this I know I can like blah 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 and I just felt this this feeling that was like relax the next day, I, my news director called me in and was essentially like, this person's leaving, this person's leaving, this person's leaving. You're coming in to be our lead night side reporter and you right. anchor all the shows on Saturday. And that was... I went to the bathroom and <laughs> wept. Like, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry because I was rude to my mom yesterday and I just... <laughs> you know, so just trust. Just trust. Yeah. And, and that, it's just, I don't know how many times God's got to be faithful until I get it. Right. <laughs> I'm still working Listen, on it. But... I need you to chill out for a second because I got this. <laughs> yes, I don't need you. Right. Um, but, you know, you have to. And I think with trusting, and I've, I've had conversations, I have to remind myself this, with a process, you have to do things first. Like, there's an order to everything. So I have to do this first so I can get to this next yep. level. Would you say that? You had to do certain things before you would be ready to, Yes. So speak to that. You know, I I talked about being in that position where from 11 to 8, I wasn't doing breaking news. I'll tell you, I would come in at 11 and the story that I was putting together wouldn't air until 10. I had all time. So in that time, I, I had a 
just realization where I was like, all right, you can sit here and do trash packages and leave, or mm -hmm. you can take this time and figure out how to tell stories. I am a firm believer. If you can tell a story that's not a story, when you do get a story, you're going to tell the crap out of the story. Fireworks. So I was like, you know what? You want a story about a washing machine? This is going to be the best washing machine story. I'm going to pop out the washing machine. Like, hello, super stand up, multi part. Right. I'm going to open it, stand it. You know, and I was acting a complete fool with like 28 part stand ups, turning the camera, tearing the paper. And, you know, it was almost kind of funny because I, I, I did one stand up flushing it. a toilet. <laughs> like, it's, it's a hot mess. I like, feel like I'm going to have to go I'm going to find it for you. And I have to insert this in. So we'll just pause here and then cut to, <laughs> to some other stand up. I will come back. I'll find you some. Like, there are, but you know what? <laughs> I wanted them to see that. I'm going to do it, whatever right. it is. You know, you want to send me to Lowndes County to talk about the sewage issues, let's put on some boots and let's right. go, you know? And I think what I learned, I learned a few things in that, you know? I think I needed to be humble in a few ways that I wasn't humble. Mm -hmm. You know, I came out of journalism school. People wanted to hire me. I thought, you know, I don't think I was ever nasty, but I kind of just felt like, hey, you know, like yeah. I can do this. And I was like, no, nah, girl, it's hot outside. Put your hair up. Do something else, <laughs> you know? Like, I needed that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think I became a better storyteller. I'm still becoming a better storyteller, but I have the time and the grace to do it. Right. I am grateful that the first anchoring situation I had at WSFA was Sunday morning when everyone was at church because <laughs> I had some hot mess moments right. of that too. And I'm really grateful that I was not recognized for that because how difficult. Right. And you know, I think it just, it gave me time. It gave hmm. me time and it got me ready. And I think that when the promotion, if you will, happened, I was ready for it. Perfect. So, yeah. I think that's something that everybody has to sit back. You have a moment where you have to sit back and it's like, Okay, I understand, or even I understand how all of this came together. Like mm -hmm. you, obviously, as a guy, you are light years ahead of where I am mentally, and I'm in this one moment. But it doesn't happen until you come like full circles. Like, oh, I understand why I had to do this, or why I had to do Absolutely. that. And now that I'm ready. Absolutely. Um, and with trusting the process, speak to just trusting yourself in that. You know. Um, I, I I always I start this with saying I'm a firm believer. I have like a I have like ten sayings like in my head, and this is one of them. You are your best thing. Right. I I believe that. I you know, that. God gives you gifts, and I think we forget that probably the greatest gift He gave you was you. Mm. Like He could. I mean, He gives you opportunities. He opens doors for you, but He gave you this body and this mm -hmm. face and this voice and these passions and this right. vision, and it's not the same as anyone else's. And it would be foolish to think that the way that you look, where you are, the way you sound is not something he gave you on purpose because he doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't overlook things. Every detail is intentional. And I think, you know, it is a waste of time to question why you sound this way or question why you think this way or question why you're talkative or question why you're quiet. You know, I, I think that's a waste. Or even why I am not this way. Exactly. Because if you were supposed to be that way, you'd be created that way. Mm -hmm. Are we perfect? No. Do we need to grow? No. But I think that certain people are just a certain way and it's for a reason because we need you. We are necessary. We have to be here. We are needed for this. And, you know, I... You have, you've got, you've got to believe that because you will come into situations and you're going to feel like you don't fit mm -hmm. and your job is not to fit there. Your job is to create while you're here. Your job is to create the space. I'll tell you, I, I almost about lost it. I was at an elementary school and this little girl, I was speaking for, I want to say black history month. And this little girl came up to me and she said to me, my mom told me that I can't be on TV because I'm too dark. And I told her that I can because you're here. You know, like, yeah. what do you, 
What do you? What did you say? Well, I, I mean, I can see your reaction now. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, we don't have to. Know <laughs> I didn't know this is the first. This is the first blog. I didn't know. Um, in that moment, because you saying that, I, I think about, and I can see your reaction now. If you could walk back to that moment and for yeah. her to come and say that to you, what was your initial reaction? I just hugged her. I couldn't say anything. And I told, I, I hugged her and I said to her, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm a hot mess. No, but, oh my gosh. No, it's fine. You know, I don't know. I, I've said this before too. You know, Montgomery is such a special place. It, it, to all to all people, to America, it's a special place, particularly to black people. Mm-hmm. It's a special place. And I've said this so many times, starting my career here will always be one of the greatest honors of my life. To know that like all these things happened here and we get to be do what we do. You know, Jalea right. Brooks at the Alabama News Network is a 24-year-old morning anchor right. in Montgomery, Alabama. Like, this is what it happened for. Like, this is why this happened. You know what I mean? When those moments happen, is it a reminder of what you're doing? And like, yeah. not the ego check of like, oh, this is what I'm doing, but like, this is, I'm doing what I've been called to do. Because yeah. obviously, you had to be in place and you had to be doing what you're doing so that she could see you doing that. So that she can, you know, tell her mom, like, no, I can do whatever I want to do. It's it's amazing. And, you know, you we I think we have the blessing of driving down the street and realizing a lot of stuff had to happen so that we could get to do. And it's, and it's trickled. It's everywhere. Right. You know, it's everywhere. But it happened here. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time I drove across the Edmund Pettus Bridge going yeah. to Selma, I had to stop. Yeah. Like, it and was just, just in that moment. you know, so you have to trust that you're here for a reason. And you have to trust... And I think, you know, there's that extra level of responsibility, at least for black women and black men in this business, because so many people had to do, you could say the same for women. So many people had to do so much so that we could be here comfortably. You know, I'm not getting called the N-word when I go Mm -hmm. places. No one's spitting on me. Like, that's not happening. And so I I think we don't have a choice but to trust that we're here for a reason and to trust that we have a responsibility and to do it well. That's one of those stories that you... And obviously, obviously something that will stick with you forever, but it's one of those stories that you carry and (laughs) you you have to bring up and remind yourself of of why, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, And you spoke to uh, believing in yourself, trusting in yourself. Um, And one of the things that you brought up was leading with your personality. And I love that leading with your personality, knowing your strengths and your weaknesses, especially in a world that tries to tell you who you are and and you know, who you aren't. Uh, so speak to that, just leading with your personality and your strengths. Um, I think when I came in, because I was really young, um, I felt this pressure, especially in news, to be more serious. Almost like I had to compensate for my age by like, you know, not smiling as much. And um, our former meteorologist, Vernon, who is a good friend of mine, would he'd be like, you know, when you talk about serious things, you like put your eyebrows together. He's like, stop doing that. Because I'm like, I am serious. There's a hurricane coming. Get in your house. You know, get out of your house. I don't know. But, um, you know, I had this realization where it's like, I mean, they hired you. You were 21 when they hired you. It is what it is. You know, go out there and have fun. And I think maybe about six months into anchoring, I was like, you know what? I'm talkative and I'm loud and I'm sassy and I like clothes and I don't like to sweat and I like glitter and I like food and that's what it is. And I just started doing it and I got such a positive response from it. You know, I can't be anything that I'm not. You know, I was super talkative as, as a kid. And my mom thought, my mom has said 
since I was little, if she could get paid to talk, she would be <laughs> So she thought I was going to be an actress. Yeah. Okay. So she put me in acting classes and I can't be anybody else. I would, I would be a terrible actress. <laughs> terrible. I could, I, I would be so typecast. Like, right. This, this is it. You know? Right. And so I think something, you know, leading with your personality, people resonate with that. This you authenticity. Know, when you, when you walk up to a woman in the grocery store and she's like, I don't want to be on camera because I look busted. Here, girl. Let's get thrown <laughs> off. Like, I understand because I don't no want to be on the right. camera busted either. Like, you have to, people connect with genuine and people connect with authentic. Yeah. And I think, you know, whether it's building relationships with other reporters or you're getting interviews, like our whole business is people driven. Yeah. So why would you not be yourself? I've struggled a lot of my life with feeling like too much. Mm -hmm. You talk too much. You're too loud. You're too this. I had a high school journalism teacher tell me that I would not be able to do this job because I was too much. And then I had a college person say to me, that's ridiculous. You're right. just enough. Like, come on. <laughs> right. So, you know, you have to be grateful for those yeah. people. But, you know, again, you are not an accident. You mm. are not here on accident. I speak really loud. I'm not discreet. That's not an accident. I could never do illegal things or be a criminal. <laughs> I'd be arrested like that. You would hear me coming. Like, right. it would not be. And that is why I'm here. Right. <laughs> like, so, you know, you, you've got to trust it because it's what makes you special. We all have the same skills. Mm-hmm. I think we've got to remember that people don't have to watch the news to get news. You can get that on Twitter or whatever, but people watch it because the people who are delivering it. Yeah. You and I are going to tell the same story completely, completely different, different. Mm -hmm. and both will be factual and both will be correct, but you have your personality, yeah. I have mine. They're going to look different. And I think that's valuable. I think it's valuable to send a Randy Hildreth to go talk to this person instead of just getting the facts and putting it in a story. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, there's a time and a place, but we, we have the ability to touch people. And I think it's it's invaluable. And it would be such a waste and a disappointment to not lead with that. And I think, and uh, we talked about this uh, before, uh, you are the youngest anchor ever at WSFA. And so coming into, and we talked about like the legacy, like, yes, this person has been here for this amount of time and they have this personality and this anchor has this personality. For journalists specifically who are watching and listening, just talk about, owning and continuing to maintain that just you as a person um or how do you do that it's been hard it's hard um i will say i think i'm very blessed i think i've been received really well here and i you know that's not always the case the viewers in central alabama are unreal they are unreal you guys if you're watching are unreal so <laughs> supportive so kind so just everything and i i could not feel more thankful for that the the anchors that are at wsfa unreal like when it comes to support it would be very easy for them to just be like mm -mm. and they could they have the right to they have it and yeah. it's they will coach you they will help you they will watch your stuff they'll give you feedback they'll co-anchor with you unbelievable and i i feel very blessed in that regard um it's a hard balance but i think it, it just has a lot to do with coming as you are and not trying to be something you're not. If you don't know something, just say you don't know it, mm -hmm. you know? G be goofy. Go back and forth, you know? I, I What I love is that all the weather people, we have some kind of here. So we're going to cross talk, and if I'm talking to Amanda, we're going to talk about clothes, and Lee and I are going to talk about SEC football uh -huh. to the best of my ability because, look, <laughs> Maria knows better than to come at me with some football. I'll just be like, ha, let's talk about the, let's talk about the Kentucky Derby <laughs> Like, You know, so I, I think – you just have to stand your own and you've got to believe in what you're doing. And you, it's, it's a mental check to not be intimidated. 
mm-hmm. to not be scared, to just know, like, you know, I think people just want to see you do well. They want to see you tell the truth. They want to see you tell their stories. And, and do you. And do you. And if you focus on it, I'm no good to you if I'm here trying to be, trying to be like Val or trying, and there are things about Val that inspire me, but I'm not her, you know, and I, I and I'm not Sally and I'm not Bethany and I'm not Tanya mm-hmm. and I'm not, you know, I, I'm not. And that's okay because they're, they, they're already here. You know, they're already here and they've done their thing and they're doing their thing and they're shining their light. I'm Morgan. And, you know, it is is what it is. And I'll give you what I can give you. And and I can promise you I'll give you the best I've got. And it's enough. And with with that, um, you talked about your um, one of your favorite quotes, Mm -hmm. staying in your lane. So kind of like just wrap that all up uh, with staying in your lane. I think... um, one of the biggest struggles that I've had is that I think one of my weaknesses is that I am very impacted by other people and their energy and that's trash. <laughs> it's the biggest prayer that I've got. You got to stay in your lane, man. I mean, and it's funny to say that because I think as reporters, we're professionals and not minding our own business. We mind everyone else's right. business. But when I say stay in your lane, protect your space. Like we, I've met really amazing people here and I met a lot of people who in the words of my mother are not excellent to be honest with you not excellent people and I'm not gonna lie about that um there is ego there is competition there is cattiness and I think you know we've got to remember that like not everybody is your friend Mm. a lot of people are not going to be your friend and it doesn't mean they're bad people it doesn't mean they're not worthy of respect everybody is worthy of respect because everyone is a child of God and everyone has value but not everybody needs to hold weight in your space Mm. and um there are people who will like we're hurting, like people are hurting and you will never know. People are insecure and you'll never know. People question why they're here. People question what their value is and people question their worth. You know, we, I mean, I, you know, I hate to sound like this person, but if you believe in God, you believe that there's Satan too. Mm-hmm. God uses people, mm-hmm. Satan uses people. Like it's a chess game. So you have to be so careful about whose opinion you let in. I am a firm believer in outside of reporting on people, minding your own business, Yeah. you know, being in there, being very particular about who you tell things to. Not everybody is going to come with you wherever you're yeah. going. And that's fine. You yeah. know, if you, my mom told me, if you have five really good friends, you've got more than most people. The circle the size of exactly. the <laughs> Exactly. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, I, I've had to learn, like, and I'm still learning. You are running your race. Do not look to see how that person's being promoted. Do not watch her reel and see if your reel's better than hers and wonder why she got a job and you didn't. It is disrespectful, honestly, to question why God is promoting different people mm-hmm. and putting mm-hmm. them where they are. It's none of your business. It's yeah. not, if people don't like you, if you have, if like, if you've done something to offend someone and someone's upset, apologize and mean that and move on because you'd want the same thing. But sometimes people just aren't going to like you. People won't like you because you're too bright. People mm-hmm. won't like you because you're too happy. People will dislike you because you're cute. Mm-hmm. Are you going to stop being cute, happy, and bright because someone doesn't like you? I hope not. <laughs> you know? I hope not. <laughs> I yeah. hope not. You, you just, you know, you, you just got to keep going, you know? People gossip. People are mean. People will draw assumptions about you. You can just be protecting your space and minding your own business, and people will be like, she's rude and conceited. Nah. Nah. That's like, not really and Not really. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I, I just really think that you've got to do what you're doing. You've got to stay true to yourself, and I think you know who's your friend and who's not. And, and sometimes you make mistakes and sometimes you have to see things and figure it out. But keep 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 it tight and, and know when you can trust someone and go to those people and and take care of those relationships. Mm-hmm. If you've offended your friend and that's your friend, apologize to her yeah. for him. Do it and love them well and humble yourself and serve the people who are there for you because they are invaluable. You cannot do this. I, I think the only thing that we cannot do is go through this whole thing alone. 
that's not, we weren't made this for that. This whole thing, life. Yes. Mm-hmm. We weren't made for that. And this business can be very lonely. And you need friends. You need friends that get it. I remember when I first started. One, you when I first came to do my interview, you were the first one of the first people who I spoke with. Ah. Um, and you were so positive. Thank you. <laughs> um, but then I remember talking, and this may have been after I got uh, the job. I was sitting and I was talking to Tanya Terry and she was like, in life, you will get a lot of opinions, especially in this business. And you have to treat it like a buffet. You take a little bit of this Mm -hmm. and a little bit of that. You just take what you need. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, speaks to just staying in in your lane. There's so much going on around you, but I'm just going to stay in my lane and take what I need and set my boundaries. And that's beautiful and necessary. Yes, ma'am. Always. So in true reporter fashion, (laughs) the last question is there anything that we didn't talk about that is important for people to know? Just any lasting word. And this is always a no pressure question. Yeah, I just, you know, live your life. And when you're going place, journalism is what we do. It's not, I think there's this pressure that you always have to be a reporter all the time. I think you'll burn yourself out that way. Go on vacation. Go on a date with someone who's not trash. Like, you know, and that might be hard depending on where you are. And you will go on a date with someone who's trash. I'm sorry. We've all been there. But, you know, you got to take care of yourself. And you have to live a full life. And I think when you live a full life, read books, cook things, go places, go to brunch with your girlfriends, do things. Turn your phone off when you do things, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think you, you have to be a well-rounded person. If you want a family, have a family. If you want to travel instead, do that. Like, you've got to do because you've got to be happy. There are so many miserable people. And it's, it's just crazy. And it's so sad. It makes me sad. But live your life. Be balanced. Be kind. Like and do, you. I, I, and do you, I think being a real person will get you further than any business card, any networking luncheon and anything, anything, just be real. And you know, know, know what you look like without makeup. <laughs> Take your makeup <laughs> off sometimes. Like hang out. Like hey, this is, you? yes, do your passions. <laughs> like start a podcast. I love style. I love fashion. I love recipes. I started a lifestyle blog mm-hmm. and that just makes me happy. It's where I can write my opinions, you know, right. just be yourself and lead with that. And people will connect with that in a way that you would not even imagine. Beautiful, beautiful. One, thank you so much for being on the show. This is exactly why I wanted to have her as a guest. So many (laughs) gems. Too kind. Uh But then also, so people can follow you. You know, talk about your social media handles, uh, your uh, blog. Yeah, okay. So my blog is lifeinglitter.com. I love glitter. (laughs) Um, And my Instagram is Morgan Young. Very common spelling. My mom didn't even try to make it interesting. Morgan Young TV. Um, And my Twitter handle is Morgan Young WSFA. Yeah, and if you have any questions or you want to talk to me, just DM me, okay? Because I love having conversations with people. <laughs> Perfect. Well, follow Morgan, lifeinglitter.com. Mm-hmm. And then you heard her uh, Instagram, Twitter handle. And then don't forget to follow Lessons on a Deadline on Instagram. And then also subscribe to our YouTube page. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Morgan. Of course. Thank you for having me. And Yeah, of course. And then thank you guys so much for listening and watching. This is episode five of Lessons on a Deadline. Thank you.